All right, coach. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about the topic, but I'm also excited about our new setup because you'll be moving soon. And we've got to test our technology out here. And, uh, and I mean, we're still using the same, hopefully, great audio, and people will get a, a nice, rich sound. It sounds good on my end. And uh, so we're, we're going to uh, tackle a great topic that I think will ha- help a lot of people. But go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm Greg McNeil this morning, and I'm really happy testing my new setup here. Um, you know, um, PhD candidate, um, clinician, and just uh, individual that's trying to do my part in these times to help other people to, you know, live their very best life, right? Not some phrase, but whatever it is that that person's trying to do, that's what I want to help them to do. You know, one or many. Okay, coach, I'm going to do a new little thing. We'll see if people can hear this. Okay. Okay. It's a thunderclap. <laughs> I don't hear it. I don't know if they will either, but it's a clapping uh, app on the Zoom. So uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication. Uh, I will probably uh, be called Genius Owl in the future, standing for Genius uh, Wisdom, because I want to be an S-Corp coach. So I've been working on that in the background, just a heads up, but uh, lots of good things going on. But you know what? You say escort. Corp. Mm-hmm. S-Corporation. That's where I'm going. Got to save that tax money. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about uh, what you said. We absolutely, that is what we want to do is uh, make life, um, you know, better for people starting in the thought processes, right? So they can live their own life uh, the way they want to as much as possible, you know, because you always have those curveballs, right? Um, right? But not to settle, and uh, it was interesting. Um, I delivered one of my planners, the Achiever Planner, to one of our former students yesterday. And um, I told her when I was, you know, showing her real quick how to use it. I said, "Just so you know, this uh, planner is not for you to keep track of your appointments. This is to design your life the way you want it." And that's, mm-hmm. I think, that's kind of what we do is um, hopefully help people question some of their thinking. Uh, thoughts that don't serve them so they can live a life by design. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm really diving into some ancient text right now. As a matter of fact, um, the compendium of the Emerald Talents came in today. This is a very old book, Antiquity, right? And one of the reasons why I find myself going back, because it's like we want to be able to discover as much as the origin of anything that we deal with in present time. Where does it come from? You know, why am I thinking the way that I'm thinking? How did I come to even uh, believe that this type of decision making process was appropriate? I mean, you can just go on and on and on. But for me, the further I go back and I discover, it's like, okay, so now I can see where paths, let's say, diverge and how we come to adopt some ways of thinking about some things and not others. Well, people absolutely have the right to choose whatever course that they're on. But there's one thing in the world that is decidedly true, right? Um, Principles 
work and they're not fiction. Mm -hmm. So they're true here and they're true every place else simultaneously. Right. And so when we know that when we're teaching people these types of things, we're saying, well, let us help you discover where your thinking is coming from. Right. Because if it's not accurate, you have to be willing to change it because it's not working for you. And for some of these clients, right, they don't know anything other than that. So it may be somewhat of a shock to them. But if they're embraced the process that we're bringing them, we're saying, hey, look, we don't want anything from you except what you want for yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the best way to help you to live that life that you want is to examine your approach to living, how you think, how you behave you know, how you make decisions and so on and so forth. Yeah. That reminds me of a conversation last night with another one of our uh, students. We were at a birthday celebration because my birthday's Tuesday coach. Ooh. 49. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. Yep. But uh, we were uh, discussing this very topic and she said, you know what God has shown me because she's a Christian um, is I don't need to settle. And um, I said, Right. I mean, um, you have a pattern of thinking where you just want to be happy with maybe what you have. And, you know, if things don't work out the way you want, then it's okay. It's good enough. And I'm of the belief that you can be happy where you're at, but you should always be going towards something because if you're not moving forward, you're either stagnant or you're going backwards. And to me, you're always going backwards because stagnant water is dying, right? It's being taken over by organisms and things that make it stinky. And uh, so anyway, we don't want a good enough or a settled life. We want people to live their best life. So uh, now that is a good segue, Coach, what you were saying into our topic. And um, it's on simplicity. And I didn't want to go just with simplifying your life or, you know, your possessions, I wanted to start with the thought processes because like you've said over and over, the first action is a thought. Yes. And I was, you know, just pondering if you watch the news for even like one minute, you can walk away just absolutely discouraged or even fearful, you know, with gas prices and, food prices and possible shortages and war and all kinds of stuff. And I was thinking, you know, I want to give some, you know, good news, I guess you would say to our listeners today, some things that can help them through this very interesting time. And uh, so I wanted to highlight two things and then see where we go. The one is um, simplifying your thought processes and how to recognize when you're having cluttered thoughts, and then what to do. Like normally we don't give a lot of direction in our podcast because, um, I mean, quite frankly, I sometimes think the things that we do in our intensive, they're almost like uh, weapons where if you just pass out a gun to someone that doesn't know how to shoot, they're going to harm themselves or others. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we've seen too many people like freak out around us. I don't want to freak them out when we're not there to help them. <laughs> you know, you know, this is, this is so true. I mean, it really is. It, it, it causes you sometime to like pause. It's like, wait a minute. If they're not 
if they don't give you an indication that they're in a great place to receive that knowledge you're giving them, you're right. You just handed them a gun because most likely they're going to hit somebody else with it. Yes. Yes. And uh, I saw, yeah, yeah, we've seen it every single intensive. Now they usually come out. Okay. I mean, we've had uh, one that didn't make it through, but so far we've been batting pretty good coach, <laughs> but um, it's a, it's a great intensive, but we usually stay away from the house, but this time I would like to give some people, you know, some simple things they can do. So can you kick off like signs of uh, a cluttered mind, like what that looks like? Okay, sure thing. So you know that you're not at ease and your thoughts are probably not organizing when you start to have experience the following symptoms, right? One of those is anxiety, right? Anxiety, tension, the feeling of being um, overwhelmed, depression, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about depression, we're talking about depression that's not directly uh, linked to some cause, right? But sort of like, like a general mood that a person has. So in other words, like life might be going great. There's like, you're not being touched by anything in a significant way to cause depression, but you just find you're experiencing it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Rage, anger and rage. I was about to ask, because I would say of any of them, anger Mm -hmm. has been the one I have to work on just almost constantly because Mm -hmm. of, you know, just some things that are happening that I didn't choose. Exactly, exactly. And we kind of talked about that with this, you know, we jump into this astro bit about the Mercury retrograde. It's like, wait a minute, stop, Greg. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in what's happening in the world. Your vehicle is delayed. The paperwork is delayed. Those things have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Right. That's the accurate thinking. If you're on the phone yelling and screaming and cursing people out and you're beating your chest, But neither one of those is going to produce any paperwork quicker. Your vehicle doesn't arrive quicker or any other circumstance, right? When you're you're doing things like that, you know you're not in a good space, right? You're not in a good space. I have to confess, Coach. (laughs) So, you know, if anybody's listened to us for a while, they know I'm a conservative when it comes to politics, okay? I don't like Republicans (laughs) or Democrats um, right now. But so, um, you know, tongue-in-cheek. But we went to Albertsons uh, last night and bought five items that equaled almost $40. Five items. And uh, so as I'm walking out of Albertsons, I'm like, thanks, Biden. Like, I mean, I'm like, you know, yelling. Mike's with me. I get to the car. I hope everybody who voted for him's happy. I mean, I was like being obnoxious or people around. I was mad. And Mike brought up my own preaching, coach. He said, complain and remain. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. But you know it, that's that's the the pricing, the inflation, just all of a sudden I lost priority. I lost, you know, and no one took it from me. I chose mm-hmm. that. But uh, right. anger, I didn't even think about that. My list, that can definitely be a sign that you're, you've strayed away from simplicity of thought. Can you define uh, simplicity of thought? So for me, right, when I think about simplicity of thought, it means one, I have a direction for my thinking, 
right? So it always starts with that, right? Because thinking requires a direction in order for it to be accurate and of use for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. What am I focused on? Um, I start my day with that. So for me, simplicity of thought is always going to be related to my directed attention, right? My attention is focused on achieving certain milestones, objectives, right? You know, over whatever course of time that is. So for me then, simplicity of thought means that my life is directed along those lines of achieving those goals, right? You don't always- So that means- Say again. It's almost like when you're on a highway and you have a clear destination, you don't take every off ramp, right? You just stay focused and drive until you get there. That is beautifully said because even though you're driving, you will see turn here, this is up ahead, and all of these different um, forms of communication, right? Directions, opportunities, choices, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're constantly trying to say, you know, well, maybe I should have made that turn then you don't really know what's happening, which means that your thought's not simplistic. So in this case right here, I know exactly where I'm going. So even though I can see what's on the highway, the different markers, the opportunities or whatever, for me, because I know where I'm going, there's nothing that I need to consider to the point that it causes me to be confused in my speech, right? Or in my thinking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I could hear people thinking right now, because I'm thinking this way. Okay, so that that sounds great. But some people would be like, well, the way things are right now, it actually is impacting me. You know, so is that a true statement, right? So you're like, you know, you're going down the road, and you've got your clear destination. And then all of a sudden, there's things and decisions that are being made without you. What how do you address where like, because you mentioned, fear of loss, mm-hmm. you know, like that can, that's a huge thing, fear of loss. Like when people begin to fear losing their way of life, they might think maybe I can't reach those objectives and those goals. Okay. So there's a difference between what's happening on the planet, the impersonal things that are happening on the planet that can impact us on a certain level but they're not really personalized. Okay. So prices, inflations, and all of these things, they've been happening for eons, right? Okay. The inflation system. So here we are right now, like you said, look at everything that's going on. But 50 years ago, somebody was sitting here saying, look at at everything that's going on. And then 50 years back from that, right? There is something always happening on the planet, right? There is tragedy someplace and there is goodness someplace, right? But none of those things change the focus of our thinking. Okay. Right? It just simply doesn't. It's like, I understand this is happening over here. It is. But that has nothing to do with our belief in the ability to obtain what it is that we're after. 
And so, and this is what we mean when we say simplicity. Simplicity doesn't mean that there's not activity around you. It just means that you're going to keep your focus because you know where you're going. Now, if we stop and say, well, all of these things are happening around me and I don't know what to do, then we have lost control of the power we have to control our thinking under all circumstances, which is what we're actually here to do. And so it's very important, like we've talked about over and over, is you have to know where you're going. So if you don't know where you're going, it it might be a little bit tough to have simplicity of thought because you're not sure and you don't have any lane to get in as far as your thinking. So what about people? I mean, you know, maybe their simplicity of thought in this moment is I'm going to pursue peace, you know, or I'm going to pursue good relationships and a rich you know, presence of life, like it might be something that simple for people, which are the intangibles that, you know, we've talked about, you always go after the intangibles versus any outward goal. So again, it would be the same thing, whether your goal is intangible or whether it's more concrete, the pro the thinking process is the same. If a person says, I want to pursue peace. Well, guess what? you're in the perfect moment, that the, the time of life to pursue peace. So what does the pursuit of peace looks like? Well, the first thing, it is a directed form of thinking, right? Yeah. Because you cannot have peace if your mind is trying to take in all of this external reality that you can't control, right? Yeah. You can't control what's happening in the political landscape. We can't control what's happening with warring nations. We can't control, inflation, and all of these other types of things. They are outside of our control, Mm -hmm. but our thinking isn't, right? Yeah. And so what we know is, so again, we're not going to try to turn this into a Bible study, but, uh, you know, when I think about places in the scripture where it says, look, the birds, the birds are not worried about where they're going to get their meal from, Mm -hmm. right? The creature... Everybody knows what they need to do if they stay focused on it. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this. I think one of the biggest problems that people can have is that they entertain too much information. That is not simplicity at all. You're right. No. Like There's too much coming at you, too much information. And even people like, I've seen people coach where they have like a symptom and they get yeah. on Google and then all of a sudden they think they have cancer. And it's like, no, you just mm-hmm. pulled a muscle. Like, what are you yeah. doing? It's like, it's like, stop that. Right. But again, here we go. So the person says, I want to pursue peace, but with everything that's happening around me, I just don't think I can do it. Now I'm laughing. Right. When I hear that, right. Because I'm saying, then you don't understand what you're talking about then, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if you're going to pursue peace, then you understand that it's implied that you work through turmoil and challenges and difficulties things that stress inner peace, right? Mm -hmm. Just like a person that says, I have faith, right? Well, if you have faith in yourself, you have faith in your creator or whatever it is from a religious standpoint, why are you worried? Mm -hmm. Why can't you keep your thoughts simple, right? Yeah. No matter what we do, there is always a mechanism in place that allows us to go forward and do what we need to do, but we have to learn how to control the way we think about ourselves, our goal, and the circumstances that are around us, right? So Lord, Lord, good grief. Uh, Coach Greg, if I look at these, um, like we have anger, pressure, 
anxiety and overwhelm. I think that pressure is kind of like a pressure cooker on the inside where you feel like you're about mm-hmm. to explode. Would, wouldn't you say, and like you even said disorganized, like disorganized mm-hmm. feeling, wouldn't you say these are all aspects of fear? Yes, ma'am. Because anger is a response to a, a loss of control and control is a response to fear. Like, because you, you said, you know, in today's society, like one of the best things you can do is probably not watch the news or go anywhere there, but like fear of loss, no uh, answers, all of those things can really cause cluttered thoughts. And then you said, uh, be careful what you digest from media. So that requires you to hear, like when I think of digesting, it's like you're taking a bite and you're chewing on it. And it's true because that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. So um, <clears throat> so when we talk about what happens to your body in terms of its physiology, mm-hmm. we know, right, that your physiology is impacted by your thinking process. So we could say then that the process by which we process food, right, um, digestion, assimilation, and elimination It's the same thing that we do with emotional phenomena Mm -hmm. and psychological phenomena. It's the same thing. That thought comes in, you decide what you're going to do with it. You can either eject it outright or you take it in and you start listening to it. Once you start listening to it, now you've taken that thought to another place, right? So now you've eaten it, right? Because you heard it. Now you keep processing the thought. So now you're digesting it, right? Mm -hmm. And then guess what? What does the elimination look like? The elimination looks like a symptom in some form, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be stress, anxiety, depression, or all of these other things that we talked about. Or you come away thinking, you know what? That was the best meeting that I've ever heard. That was wonderful, right? And then you feel restful. Yeah. But make no mistake, right? That, That process is happening in your body, whether you eat it physically or whether you take it in through your eyes or your ears. Well, you said that, um, like, it's not the first response, you know, because all of us get, you know, things that we hear or that happen and they're kind of like a gut punch or, you know, they're frustrating or whatever. But you said it's what you do after and then you uh, lose clear priorities. And so probably a loss of vision and a loss of focus could be included in signs of a cluttered uh, thinking process. Absolutely. When you hear somebody says, like, I can't concentrate, okay, then my question would be, what's stopping you from concentrating? Well, I don't know. Yes, you do. So let us stop for a second, right? Because that's the the first part of the clutter right there. I don't know. So when somebody tells you that they don't know something, we know we have to wait because there is a cause, Right. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise their body doesn't have the symptom. Yeah. They don't know it, but we know it. It's like you're not supposed to have that symptom unless so something's working in you. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about what that is. And then right? I just stare at them awkwardly until finally they come up with an answer. <laughs> I did exactly. it. That, I did it this week. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not allowed. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so. That's my first question. Let's figure out what that is. And then, you know, when they identify it, that's when the work begins, right? And generally speaking, they will identify it and have the solution at the same time. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, 
Um, signs, just to recap before we give them a couple things they can do. Um, first of all, I would say the, the, the best tip is be careful what you digest. So not from just media. I mean, it can be people around you, negative Nancy's, you know, negative Nathan's, all that. Um, and Sarah, the, can I say something with this part real quick? Yeah. Cause I really want the reader to be able to pick this up. Listener. Oh, <laughs> You do that every time. <laughs> I do not. I'm sorry. Well, maybe somebody out there is on Braille. I don't know. Um, you know, what was I getting ready to say? Sorry, coach. It's about the digesting. Oh, yeah. So this is really important. We have to recognize the fact that people that we listen to, Right. They're going to do one or two things. Mm-hmm. They're going to give us information that lifts us up, or they're going to give us other information. Once we recognize how information is coming to us, we have a decision to make. And so one of the things that I like to tell, say to people, and this is what I mean when it comes to the whole politics, is that you have to understand what the political job is. We're talking about people that make millions of dollars. Yes. Right? The whole media piece is designed to create an effect on you. You don't have to, I don't have to hate Google or Facebook or any other company. I don't need to go down there because that is a waste of time. But for the the listener, I'm saying, if you want to test what we're saying, log in onto any homepage. And find me five positive, credible stories that jump out at you as soon as you turn, you fire up your computer. Right. hundred dollars, you don't find it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're going to find out everything else that makes you feel terrible. Yeah. Everything that make you feel horrible is going to be the first thing you see with your eyes or hear with your ears. So what the listener needs to understand is if you want to change some of those inner states that you're dealing with, you're going to have to really think about where that information comes from. And don't be fooled because somebody says, I wear this uniform or that uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? They're playing, they're living by a different set of rules than our listeners are. Well, they understand you make a lot of money by creating problems. Look, we talked about it earlier off air, right? Mm -hmm. You go to this community and tell them one thing. You go to this community and tell them another thing. And both of the communities are voting for us Mm -hmm. and fighting with each other. And as long as they keep doing that, then, you know, the people who are spreading the message, they keep getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. Strife and division. That makes lots of money. Okay. Okay. So be careful what you digest. Uh, question what you're thinking, because it might not mm-hmm. be accurate. You said that mm-hmm. in our pre-show conversation. And then recognizing cluttered thoughts, look for anger, feelings of pressure, anxiety, overwhelm, disorganized, a lack of concentration, a lack of focus. So let's say someone recognizes, wow, I've definitely not had simplicity of thought, which I want to read the definition again, because I want to make sure people get this, because this is the plumb line right here. So simplicity of thought is a direction and clear focus and related to directed attention toward 
milestones, objectives, goals, etc. So think of a highway, you know where you're going, and so you don't get off at every exit toward negativity and fear and things like that. So let's say people, okay, I definitely do not have simplicity of thought. What's at least one thing they can do, coach, or maybe a couple things that you have that can help them get back on the right path? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is ask them to give something. Okay. Okay. Because that's the law on the planet, right? You, we live in an exchange system, mm-hmm. right? We take in O2, we give out CO2, mm-hmm. right? Nature gives it back. So we got this recycling thing. So where am I going with this to the listener? We can give you a tool, but you have to be willing to do something with the tool that we give you, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's just say negative messaging might be the first issue for some. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with negative messaging. Where is it coming from, right? Yeah. If it's people, then look at how you have a relationship with that person. Maybe you might need to reduce some of the time that you spend with let's say certain associates, right? Yeah. You know, you don't cut them off all together right off the bat, but let's just say instead of meeting them four days a week for coffee, maybe you only meet them two. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's other sources of information, TV, media, right? See if you can just not use that media Give it a week. See how you handle not being on the internet for a week. This is not the same thing as saying that you can't conduct your business, right? right? We understand where we are. So, but you can conduct your business without getting snagged or hooked and reading what's on your homepage, right? You log in, you go straight to your email and you do your work. Yeah. Right. Um, But you have to be willing to make some change to be able to understand how things work because what you and I share with the listener and those that we have in class is you have to practice to change a habit, mm-hmm. right? You want to feel better in your body. Then you have to change some of the practices that have led you to the place where you can feel unsettled. Yeah. So consuming or digesting information that makes you sick, you got to leave it alone for a little bit, right? You know, so in the beginning, let's just say, stay off of it for a day, two days, see how you feel. And then we can develop a strategy around that first. But let's see how you feel first. Right. When it comes to the people that you hang around with. Like I said, instead of having coffee with that person four days a week, maybe you only do it two days a week. Right. But the change allows the person to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. They have to take some action so they can get feedback to themselves about how they're responding to the change that they made. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And I would probably say those two right there will go a long ways in um, shutting down a lot of what they may be dealing with that is uh, not working for them. You know, so being generous, um, you know, that's, uh, and giving, I, um, 
I think that one of the things that has been like a core value from the time I started my business was giving my best stuff away for free. And if you think about it, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, if I do that, people might steal my business idea or my competition might take off with it. And remember, I, I um, texted you that I found out competition originally meant to strive together. And mm-hmm. that, you know, and I, I told some people at the Business to Business Thursday, we had this game we played. And one of the questions I got was, what is the number one key to your success? And the one thing that I told them is, I realize that people want my normal. I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to try to emulate anybody. Uh, and people will pay me for my normal. And that that also carries over into competition, meaning I don't have any competition because the people I do business with want to do business with me and the people that do business with the other business, that's their tribe. And so when you think about it, you know, you attract your customers. And so I don't, you know, and obviously uh, excellent customer service will always keep you above anybody that maybe is trying to undercut you. So anyway, I was talking about that. It's like, you know, um, being comfortable with who you are and where you're going and learning those things and giving your best stuff away for free. There's a law in that. There's a return in that. And, um, but you know, I thought of something when you compensation. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, and I just want, I'm sorry to say, I just want to say this real quick to the, to the, to who may be listening. That was one of the things that about you that I just fell in love with. I was like, oh man, look what she's doing. Well, if she's willing to go the extra mile here, she's got my business already, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because others have a hoarding mentality, right? And you you know what I'm talking about. We go talked ahead, about the, uh, that on the podcast, Lifeboat Ethics. Because when mm-hmm. you first brought that phrase through, I'm like, what the heck is lifeboat ethics, you know? And it's like the idea that there's not enough to go around. So you better get in that lifeboat first, you know, and make sure no one else does. But um, Mm -hmm. I think another thing, coach, when you were talking that I was thinking about is, so if you go back to the definition of simplicity of thought, which is going toward a direction, one of the best things you can do is work on that. And by that, I mean, having your aspiration statements, daydreaming about what your life looks like. By the way, The science behind daydreaming, like if you daydream for like 10 minutes, it's a vacation for your brain and and it releases good hormones. You know, Sherry, here's something that's really amazing. We talk to our clients and our listeners about very simple and powerful techniques that that change their thinking process. It changes their DNA structure. Yes. I mean, we're talking complete science. But what many don't realize is how potent the forces are that they're dealing with in terms of distractions. They are so great that a person can say, I don't have 10 minutes out of 168 hours in a week. You might need to change your life then. Yeah, but that's what we're dealing with right now, right? We're saying, hey, look, if you, you just said it, aspiration, boom, here goes 10 of them. I read that joker three times a day, right? Or, or if something hits me and I start to feel a little bit funny, I may pull it out and read it again out loud. Me too. 
because we're always training the brain, which is always under assault. It is. And there is no such thing as the mind being turned off that a person is not listening to something or not processing something. Yes, you are. Yeah. This is why you can go in a room and people can just, it can feel negative for you. And it's like, boy, it doesn't feel good in here. And if you don't leave that place, the next thing you know, you will feel some kind of way. My computer's about to die. Sorry, coach. <laughs> disappeared oh, off you the catch screen. it all right? <laughs> yes, I got it. You're absolutely correct. It's like, go back to those things because, and then even like learning a new skill that will help you achieve one of those items on your list, because mm-hmm. that will create hope. And you're, you're just going to have to do these things. I mean, it's that simple. If you don't create the desire and get that 10 minutes a day set aside, you're going to be a victim to whatever it is that comes into your ear gate. And it will not be an ask accident. Right. And this is the one thing that, you know, many people fail to realize. When somebody tells you you have a choice, you are held to be accountable for that choice. And not to decide is still a decision. Yes. Right? Oh. So, you know, nobody is left behind. Right? You know, nobody left you. You left yourself. Right? Yes. You know, not to decide is a decision. It sure is. It's like that person. Well, I don't know about that. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yes. Well, I think that's a good place to land this plane, coach. And I'm going to try my clapping again. Let Let me see what happens. You didn't hear it? It's. Well, hopefully they do. If not, then it's just weird. 